Blog Talk Radio. Podcast of Will's Take on Sports. I'm the host, Will Walker. Going to be joined here by the fellas very shortly. Uh, I wanted to give you the name of today's podcast, Podcast 712 Entanglement. Um, <laughs> if you are following social media, you know that word has been played with for a little bit because of a recent interview by a famous couple. I'm not going to get into their name, but I chose to. Uh, carry on, I guess you could say, the foolishness um, with that word entanglement. Let me just say this. The fact that they felt the need to discuss their private business with the public just absolutely just baffles me. If I was a famous public figure and some allegation of infidelity was made about my marriage, I wouldn't respond or nor give a care about you know, what other people think. That would just be my take on that whole situation. I just wouldn't respond. But they did, so that's the way it is. Um, But anyway, there's a music video circulating through social media with the word entanglement that just tickled me to death, and I thought it was quite clever, so I said, I'm going to keep playing with it. So I decided to to title this podcast Entanglement and to search the sports world for complicated relationships between an owner and a player a player to player or a player in media. And the easy targets for this uh, criteria are definitely uh, Deshaun Jackson and his insensitive comments about the Jewish community, uh, the WNBA owner who thinks Black Lives Matter is a political statement and she doesn't want it, doesn't think it should be involved in the league, or the owner of the Washington professional football team who is being forced to change the nickname of his team. We will discuss all these topics, but first, let me introduce these young men I have on today's show. I got Mr. Zach Florinoy, Mr. Walter Strong, Mr. Lewis Snore, and you. I have a new caller, and I think I know who this is, but I'm going to have them introduce themselves. Who's the new caller that I got from the 317 area code? Oh, yeah. So watch, brother. Daryl and Darren, watch. Don't take sports talk. That's who I thought it was. I want to welcome these young men. I miss you, fellas. You know we were not going to turn this one down, man. You know we wasn't. Hey, I miss these fellas. These two dudes. Let me say something, man. These two dudes have a sports podcast themselves on uh, iTunes and the the different various platforms that you can listen to uh, podcasts on. They're out of Indianapolis. Um, Double Take Sports Talk. Give my boys a, a listen. Um, definitely, you know how I work. Um, I support anyone uh, in this podcast community or in Walter's case, the YouTube community, and also Lewis as his podcast. But the Watt brothers out here, what's up, fellas? What's up, Will? What's going on, Willie? You feeling all right, man? man. You good? Man. Man, I'm good, man. You know, this pandemic has got me and got my co-hosts and my brothers, you know, got us all missing sports. So, but today, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to try to keep, 
I'm going to try to keep it positive and get all you guys' opinion of, you know, the latest information that has come out about college football. We'll get into that a little later. But I want to get into complicated possible relationships in the NFL as the franchise tag, um, the deadlines for a franchise tag to be signed or the players to get a contract extension will be on Wednesday. I want to ask Zach and go around the horn. Do you care whether a player on your team has a long-term contract or not? <laughs> you stop. You said you said me first, right? I sure don't. I'll be yes, honest sir. with you, because I, I don't need you um, mm-hmm. um, handcuffing my team. Paying, I'm, you know, I don't one player all that money. Then now I can't sign other players. So no, <laughs> I do not care. <laughs> what if he's What if he's like Pat Mahomes? What if he's good like Pat Mahomes or Lamar Jackson or Deshaun Watson? You know, I don't think Pat Mahomes is worth four hundred million dollars. I'm, I'm so, have you lost your mind? <laughs> Maybe you lost I have. Your mind? Maybe I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then again, I don't think no athlete is worth that, that money. Okay, that's just me. As much as okay, I love sports, I don't me. think any athlete is worth that money. Give, give me your explanation why you don't think Pat Mahomes is worth that type of money. You heard what I just said? I don't think any athlete is worth that type of money. Why not? So That's what I'm asking. Why Why? Why not? You know, as much as, okay, all of you are going to hate my answer, but that's okay. As much as I love sports, okay, but we can do without mm-hmm. it. It's not something we have to have. Again, teachers. Well, we know that surgeons, now. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Okay, teachers, surgeons, those are the people that are going to pay, you know, and even then, I know they're not going to make that type of money, but still. So, I personally don't think uh-huh. any athlete is worth $400 million. What do you do to enrich my life? Let me ask you Besides this. Entertainment. Let me ask you. But let me ask uh-huh. you this. If the TV contract says that the league gets $2 billion, the players get 53% of the, well, 47% of the share of that TV contract, and they got to uh, use that towards salaries, you still don't agree with that? The players should get their fair share. I get you on the belief no, no. that they're worth it. No, 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 no. If that's the case. If you're looking at it from that aspect, okay. the players should get their fair share. But I just don't want one particular player handcuffing my team because we all know once you give a player that type of money, then I can't, if I need a, a running back, I need a linebacker, I need somebody, I can't go get it. I'm spending that type of the big money in free agency. My, my team is now handcuffed. Okay. I, I, I respect that. Mr. Walter Strong, how you doing, sir? Doing good, doing good. I, I, I kind of agree with that uh, from the standpoint. Um, you know, the Patrick Mahomes thing is, you know, guy, guy has proved he's won his championship. He's won his MVP. But then when you look at your Deshaun Watson's, you, I mean, that, yeah, uh, the guy Deshaun, uh, Watson from the, the Texans, um, Lamar Jackson, and then, of course, Dak is still trying to get paid. Um, I don't know if you want to start giving people that type of money because, you know, you, you start going into those numbers, and I'm not trying to define and tell a person of what they're worth because when you try to define and tell me what I'm worth, um, I view that as a problem because – I, I know what my true val- worth is, and I know what my true value is, and what I should get paid. But 
Mm-hmm. It should work in concert with not handcuffing the team. If that okay. makes sense. It's it's your belief. It's your, I mean, it's your point that you're making. So I got to roll with right, what you said. Um, you know, not mm-hmm. handcuffing the team, but that's all. I mean, because how much would you when when you look at someone like a, a Michael K. Let's put it in your the this, this sport, you know, podcast and, and YouTube arena. Mm-hmm. Um, if, mm-hmm. if I can use Apple to Origins. You look at your, your Stephen mm-hmm. A. Smith, your Michael K's, your Max Kellerman, but when you look at someone like an up-and-coming mm-hmm. Will Walker, who's, who, mm-hmm. who you feel like is making would you be able to say, would you be comfortable with someone saying, you, you they they can't pay you that type of money because you're going to help handcuff the um, – you know the, the 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 fox, if you will. They're gonna handcuff Fox in terms of putting out great content and everything. You know, if that's how I'm kind of looking. I, I kind of agree so, on that because I so go ahead. No, I'm I'm, I'm saying and uh, I'm trying to use your example. So you're saying that the producers and the behind the scenes people may not be able to get um, uh, a, a salary bump say that the main character or the, the lead host gets so you think it shouldn't all be tied into the lead host it should be able to be dispersed among everybody that's a part of the team to um, make the production of a show that's basically what you're saying right? correct mm-hmm. exactly exactly Ooh, i don't agree with that premise but okay i i, I respect your opinion um mr lewis tenora Yes. How are you doing, sir? All right. What is your thought? Should should um, uh, are you do you have a problem with a player signing a long term contract of the team that you root for? No, the I don't Jets have, don't a have nobody by the way. But okay, that's mm-hmm. not the question you mm-hmm. asked. You said, do you care? Yeah, do you care? No, I really do don't care? care. I mean, no. No, I really don't. Mm-hmm. If he signs a long-term deal, fine. If he doesn't, he doesn't. I mean, that doesn't make a difference to me. It's not gonna, it's not gonna make or break me. It's not, and not even if he eats up thirty. Either. If he eats up thirty percent of the salary and they can't really get quality depth because he's eating up thirty percent of the salary, you still have no problem with that. No. It's their problem. All right, white brothers. I want to know what you guys think. You guys are Colt fans. I already know that. Uh, so I'm intrigued. Uh, and, and I want both of you guys to answer. What, what do you guys think? Okay. Okay. So mm-hmm. here's, my, here's my thing. Here's my thing with this. As much mm-hmm. as I believe in building your draft pick to be the best contender mm-hmm. on your team, I still believe at the same time they shouldn't be valued that much because – when you look at the Peyton Manning situation, when he got signed $98 million, guess what had been happening? Neck injury. And it took him out for right. a whole entire season. Then Ursay didn't want to gamble on him anymore because he was getting older due to those injuries. Mm-hmm. So he didn't want to take that risk, and that's when suck for luck came into the era. So mm-hmm. looking at that, I believe long term, but I don't believe – that much money, five hundred and two, what five hundred two million dollars or something like that. That is a lot of mm-hmm. that's that's something called pressure on a quarterback, and they could get cursed off of that rather if they get hurt, rather if they are not performing to their top, you know, 
notch performance on the contract, whatever that may be. But like I said, I've always believed in building your draft pick. I think it's always important to build on your draft picks, but not to be signing this big mega contract where you're just going to put yourself under a lot of pressure. And to add on Gerald's note, uh, I, I do agree with him. And the only other thing that I'm going to add to that is when you have somebody like what we talk, what he talked about with Peyton Manning and this whole uh, $98 million deal, it came along with uh, issues in the uh, salary cap. So you couldn't sign mm-hmm. a lot of your uh, players that you need. And I believe some people said that once before, but that does cause complications when you decide if you want to you know, put all this money on one person when the whole team in itself is the one that wins the championship and not one person. Right. Exactly. Okay, so all of you guys, except for Lewis, are pretty much in concert. Uh, that's, that's, don't put too much towards one player. Mm-hmm. That's, exactly. that's a fair take? Okay. Yep. All right, let me, yeah. let me say this. Uh, according to... Pat Mahomes in the Kansas City uh, team, uh, they released a statement saying that his contract is team-friendly. He's not going to handicap uh, the salary cap. They'll be able to build a team, with, even with this salary. Uh, it doesn't kick in for two years. Um, and according to uh, some sources, he's going to get kickbacks for future seasons uh, later on. So it, it works out to where – the 503, yeah, is total, but it's more incentive based and it's one only 140 something guaranteed. You know, you guys, if if you follow sports, you know how right. NFL contracts work. It's not guaranteed money. Most of that stuff is based on incentives. It's just like I think the Cam Newton deal could be up to seven million dollars, but the guaranteed money for the making the roster is like one million or the veteran minimum or something like that. So, same thing with Andy Dalton and uh, going to the Dallas Cowboys. So Pat is not really handcuffing the team. It's, a, it's supposed to be a team-friendly deal. But I, I would say this. Pat Mahomes is a once-in-a-generation quarterback, in my opinion. I think he's just that doggone good. He's proven it within his first two full seasons as a starter. One, leading Kansas City, although he did have help. He, he has a heck of an offense. But he's the guy that pulls the trigger. And all of us who watch professional football know if you, ain't got, if you don't have a quarterback, you got nothing unless you've got an outstanding mm-hmm. defense like the Baltimore Ravens, the Steel Curtain, the 86, Bears, the 86 Giants, the 85 Bears. Other than that, you have to have a franchise-caliber quarterback. Anybody got anything different? Anybody, just jump in. I agree. No. I, I, well, I agree mm-hmm. with you. It's there, but I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah, I think you have to have – I think you got to give – that type, that type of money to the franchise player. I mean, if he was on the Dolphins, I would like to see the Dolphins lock him up for 12 years. Now, I agree. That's a, that's a lot of pressure for that contract, in my, and I agree with you that. That's a lot of pressure on him for that particular contract. All right, let me ask you guys about the Deshaun Jackson comments. Um, before we get into that, uh, let's just go ahead and get this out of the way. Riley Cooper made some insensitive comments, and he's still on the team. I want to know from you guys, do you think in this current climate, this current climate that we're in where everybody's being politically correct and very sensitive with their comments or things that they post on social media and it's causing people to either be suspended or be terminated um, from teams or jobs or media, 
Do you think Deshaun Deshaun Jackson deserves to be on the Philadelphia Eagles at this time? I'm gonna start with you first, Zach. Well, you 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 already made my argument for me. Uh, so of course I okay. think he deserves to be on the team. Okay, you said exactly. Mm-hmm. You made my argument. If Riley Cooper's on the team, he deserves to be on the team. Okay, and yes, with this mm-hmm. climate and see now with that sensitive with that subject, I'm gonna sort of hold back. Cause there's a whole lot of stuff I can say, but you know, but yeah, I'm just going to answer the question point blank. Yes, he deserves to be on the team, and you, like I said, you made my argument for me, and I'll leave it at that. Okay, Mr. Strong. Um, he only deserves to be only on the team only because the Eagles have set precedent with Mr. Co- uh, Raleigh Cooper. Mm. Had the Raleigh Cooper situation. Had not happened, I believe he would be removed from the team. And my premise and, and my argument from that is watching what happened to, especially in this climate that we're in, what happened mm-hmm. to Arsenio Hall mm-hmm. a couple of years ago. And again, mm-hmm. there was a body of there was a body of work that ultimately came together to remove him. So I know Deshaun mm-hmm. Jackson has had some some critics and some haters. He basically gave them a lot of ammunition to try to go after him. So with that, had Raleigh Cooper not been on the team, he would be off. And especially what I saw would happen with the guy with MSNBC. Uh, he's now on series now. I can't think of his name. He was a radio show uh, television personality. Um, well, well, well known, well respected. But he began to say some, you know some things on race that got him fired. So had Riley mm-hmm. Cooper not had not happened, he especially in this climate, he he would he would have lost his job. Mhm. Lewis? Mm. Yeah, Lewis? I think I well, I think I agree with Walter on that too. Uh that you know, if uh, if it wasn't for the Riley Cooper situation, I don't think this would have of the curd. I think um, Walter was mentioning, um, I think it was Mike Francesa. No, I'm going to look it up because I am on the internet okay. um, mm-hmm. for you guys. But it, he was on MSNBC and he got, he is, you know, and, and again, I think it was a body of work that ultimately led to the dismissal for Arsenio Hall and this gentleman. But right. I believe they were on the line, on the lines of, you know, Jewish comments. And so now with, the new new environment that we're in regarding race and the Black Lives Matter and people mm-hmm. trying to make that political, he he would be mm-hmm. gone. He would be gone. Um, you know, I'm surprised Drew Brees was able to do so much damage control to be able to fight that off as he did. You know, but being him the quarterback, but you know, I gotta find out who this guy was that that ultimately got fired from MSNBC. Mm. Okay. Okay, wise brothers. What do you think? Should uh, Deshaun Jackson still be employed with the Philadelphia Eagles? Well, I'm going to be honest because I kind of had mixed emotions about it. And after, Mm -hmm. you know, the whole Black Lives Matter movement is going on and arguing arguing and debating with a whole bunch of people, I kind of slid myself away from uh, this ordeal right here because it's. a way down. But here's what I will say mm-hmm. about the whole deal. Rather, if he should be on the team or not, it, it's up in the air for me because, like I said, I don't even know what he said. 
and I tried to stay away from it. But I will okay. say that for uh, anybody that opens their mouth should be educated first before opening uh, their mouth to say something that could right. be offensive to the person next to them. So that's just, I'm going to just leave it right there. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I pretty much agree with Darren. It's a board for us. This is a very sensitive time for everybody in not only the black community, but for America, especially with this movement and stuff like that. I just agree with Darren. You just got to really just watch what you say nowadays because it's just a very sensitive situation. So, yeah, so I definitely agree with Darren. Okay. Um, let me ask you guys this. I'm going to throw a monkey wrench in this whole situation before I give my thoughts. Um, let's say a white player made insensitive comments about Black Lives Matter. Do you think he has to be on the team, Zach? Mm. Um, I, I, you know what? Believe it or not, I do. I, mm. I really do. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, you know what? I take that back. You know what? It always put it this way, real. It always goes to this: what position he's playing, and is he a star? So you, I can't, and definitely you can't. Oh, that's you, a question that's kind of open ended. Because you, you, if he's the punter, the kicker, I think you he's said star. a mouthful just being. If, if he's the quarterback, well, no, Drew, I Drew Brees. No, the Giants had the Giants had a quarter. The Giants had a kicker who was accused of domestic violence, and didn't didn't he stay on the mm-hmm. team? He nah, sure did. But guess what? You know what? Domestic violence, for some reason. Mm. I Careful. Think it, bad. Women listen to this show. <laughs> Careful. Women listen to this show. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. You know I ain't down with domestic violence. I don't believe in putting my hands uh, on a woman. But you got I know that. Understand. I know you're not. Okay. I, 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 no, no, I ain't down with uh, that at all. I'm but uh-huh. what he was accused of, I mean, it, it was just so much. I guess, you know what? People didn't really, um, again, when you don't have the proof, like, i.e. Ray Rice, you can deny it, or mm-hmm. you can you can you can spin it any way you want. See, when you have proof, mm-hmm. i.e., Ray writes the video, you can't spin that. So there's so many variables involved. So again, it goes to like you know the variables involved in his position, starter or free agent. So it, it varies. So yeah, if it's a, if it's a star, he's still on the team. You know, we're gonna pat him on, we're gonna mm. give him a hand, pat, pat, hit him on the hand, and say don't do that. But he's still on the team. Yes. Mm. Uh, Walter, if a if a white uh, player in this current climate says anything negative about Black Lives Matter, would he still be employed by any team? I don't believe so. He would. I mean, the the Riley the Riley Cooper thing happened, you know, before all of that. Um, but I don't believe he would. I'm I'm surprised that the Denver coach has survived because as I believe when the Denver coach made his statements. Uh, and when the players heard that, they, you know, I, you know, I don't know all the story about how they got behind that, but my belief is, when the play, the players of the league heard that, they put pressure on Roger Goodell about that, and you know, let another white Caucasian coach make those types of insensitive comments that that Denver coach, you, there can be some serious consequences for him or a player. Um, the gentleman that was fired from MSNBC was Howard Stern. Okay. Howard Stern. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Right. And he had been in and he had been in the industry with MSNBC during New York and Washington for 
at least two decades, I believe, or more. I'm just kind of scanning through. Mm-hmm. So there, there is precedent there where, you know, yeah, they, they could be fired. They could be removed from the team as well. Um, I, I'm more, I'm more a la Drew Brees. Go ahead and give you an opportunity to fix everything and, and put your money where your mouth is and how are you going to educate yourself. And I think it was fair enough for Deshaun Jackson as well. But had that Riley Cooper situation not happened, I don't know if the Eagles, um, I don't know if the Eagles have that type of, as an organization, have that type of um, wanting to rebuild and repair things as other teams because of the history that they've had. I don't know if they would want to do the New Orleans thing. Mm, you know what? No, because I think you know if this does get out with a you know black marriage movement, then they're going to be on his case too, and it's going to get it's going to get very ugly. And I think that it would call for disciplinary action in the league if a white player said about black black lives matter, because there's no room for that, no matter what the what your white color is or what sport you play. There's just just no room for it. So you bet he could be in a lot of trouble for it. I think they might get him off the team. Especially in this climate, like you said, because there's no room for race. There's no room for racism on or off the field. Sorry, wise brothers. No way, not in a million years. No way. I, that, that won't happen. And it won't happen simply because what will happen is once he do get released or fired, all he most likely going to end up doing is just being on another team. This is something that we've seen not only in the NFL, but just plainly just flat out everywhere and work in America. So he's just probably just going to end up being on another team that actually supports it, but keep it quiet. Mm. Good point. I'm just going to say this. Here's what I'm going to say about this. I agree with Darren because I say this. I'm an essential worker. I had a, a white lady come into our store and buy some things and use the counterfeit $100 bill, okay? Use the counterfeit mm. $100 bill, and guess uh-huh. what? Mm-hmm. She got away free. Police came up there, talked mm. to her, and got away free. So it's just a matter of how people want to look at, the, you know, the situation at hand. And so, yes, there's mm-hmm. not the minions. Yes, not the minions. Not the minions. No, 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 no. Um. I appreciate everybody's comment. Um, again, everybody's. Uh, let me make this disclaimer: uh, right. the comments and uh, thoughts on this show are that of the host and his guest. It does not represent any of the platforms that um, this podcast is uh, produced on, or you can listen to on. So I just want to get that out of the way, and I'm just gonna say this: Deshaun Jackson should have been fired. He should have been cut straight up because. I see it like this, whether it's anti-Semitic comments or whether it's a comment towards Black Lives Matter or whatever type of insensitive or racial comments that's made in this particular climate, the the level of penalty needs to be equal across the board, whether that player looks like me or does not look like me. I, I don't... I know what Deshaun Jackson said, and I respect it, and in some ways I kind of agree with the dude, but this wasn't the time for him to say that, and, it, and then there was a better way to say it. 
You see what I'm saying? It was a better mm-hmm. way and maybe in a much more broader, more, I guess you could say, controlled environment to have that type of conversation like Julian Edelman has invited him to do so they can both learn of each other's culture that they don't know of. He can go to mm-hmm. the, the Jewish Museum and the they, Julian Edelman, the Holocaust Museum, and then Julian Edelman will uh, Julian Edelman will go with him to the Civil Rights Museum. I think that's what that is in Washington D.C. Yeah, so, so for me, if everything being equal across the board, if a white player said that, man, listen here, it'd have been ugly. The the outpouring oh, of yeah. of just spew absolutely disgust of what he said. And really, Deshaun Jackson said some pretty disgusting things in that tweet or in, in that post. Now, I get he apologized, but everybody apologizes. Everybody reads from the same apology paper. I think they sent them all the same thing. Okay, they, all the PR people had the same apology paper. Read this. Just <laughs> apologize yeah. for being insensitive and all, and all of that stuff. But for me, I think Deshaun Jackson should have been fired. Should have been released, but I know why he wasn't. And it ain't it. it and the most of that has to do with the fact that that dude runs a four two forty still, and the Eagles need a deep threat in the worst way. So they're gonna handle mm-hmm. the fine in house. So hmm? Sorry, and I apologize for cutting in. I e goes with your other question you asked. Depends on what the other, other you know, if it was mm-hmm. a white player, like you said, he runs a four two still. So if that other player can run that four two, or he's a star. Oh, yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this follow-up question. Well, do you? Let me ask you this mm-hmm. follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Eagles would want to deal with that uh, backlash of letting Deshaun Jackson go when you clear clearly had Riley Cooper on the team and what he did? Do you think, as an organization, they would want to deal with that back, that PR on that backlash? No. And you and you're making a very very good point. With the current climate, it's more tolerable for what Deshaun Jackson said than if a white player said that a black black size matter. And that's unfortunate mm-hmm. as heck. But that's the truth of the matter. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's just the truth. So I think you're making a very good uh you're asking a very uh Important question there, Walter. Like, did they want to face that backlash? Plus, again, that brother runs a four-two-forty, and they need a deep threat in the worst way. I know they drafted mm-hmm. one, but he's a proven one. Mm-hmm. If, you, if Kareem Hunt could be on a football team, and there's video, yeah. We know the NFL doesn't. We know how the NFL works. If you can produce, they'll forgive anything, almost. Mm-hmm. Anything. All right, let's get into something else that's a little bit that should be a little bit more fun. But I don't know if it's gonna be gonna be fun because you guys might not like my take on this. Um, college football, Big Ten, Pac-12 has said conference only fall sports. That includes football. Waiting on the SEC, the ACC, and the Big Twelve to possibly join in. Now, here's my thing about all this for the NFL and college. I don't think there's going to be no football played until October at the earliest. I don't think you're going to see any football in September. And matter of fact, if I'm really, I think there's a good 40% chance there may be no football, college or pro, period, for 2020. 
that's just my thoughts. That what is your uh, what is your percentage that football may be played this fall? Ooh. You, you you know the key in, you know the key factor in all involving all this is money, right? <laughs> so that's, that's not the question mm-hmm. you ask. That's not oh man. I I'm I might you said no football, correct? None none? None. None. I, I, you know what? I might be saying you might be because of the increase in this coronavirus, as you can see in Florida and Georgia, people don't want to do right. Might be even sixty percent no football. I, I so I, 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 I might have to agree with too. you. You know that I can go. I, but I, I say can go that high. because of, yeah, because mm-hmm. the stuff that's going on in the world, you know, what's going on right now. But can I ask a quick question, Will? You didn't t- to touch on this. I apologize. But the NFL mm-hmm. to have geniuses work for them, you got to be stupid. No jersey. I agree with one of the players. We tackle each other for 60 straight minutes, knocking the snot out of each other, but we can't exchange a jersey. What kind of bull crap is that? But go ahead, man. I'm sorry okay. for interjecting that in there. Wait, wait. Let me let me answer that. Let me answer that for you real fast. Let me, let me tell you. Go ahead. That, that whole thing with the swapping jersey thing, it really already been happening in the NFL for the longest. Any, all of us watch sports. All of us have seen right. situations where they show a guy's house and he's got somebody's game-worn jersey or a retired player. He says, oh, this was so-and-so's jersey when we played in this game. That's been going on for, for the longest of time. For some odd reason, the NFL players decided to do the Dwayne Wade thing. Dwayne Wade started this mess when he was on his retirement tour. And so it, the, uh-huh. the NFL players and the rest of the NBA players decided to pick it up. You know what this is? What that truly is about? It is simple. The fact is, there were complaints from fans that said, "How are you guys going at each other hard if you're going to exchange jerseys? It doesn't look right. If you're going to show that level of NBA friendship, because people don't think these guys should compete as friends, they don't think they're friends, although they're trying not to snot out of each other." So the complaint that the NFL is trying to do away with is a simple fact is that people complained that they thought that, okay, well, they swapped jerseys, so maybe they're not going at each other too hard. They're trying to take away the element of maybe the fix is in, if that makes sense to you. That is what that's about. That's all it's about. It's not about the coronavirus. It's just simply about that. And they were going to do that coronavirus or not. I just believe that was coming at you know at some point. That's just what that is. Okay. It's yeah. stupid though. I, I agree with you. It's dumb. I I don't see how that has anything to do with what happened on the field of play. But perception, baby. That's how it works. Gotcha. I understand. No problem. It's all <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> so, Walter, what is your percentage of NFL or, or football period being played in the fall? The percentage um, of chances. Chances, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it because mm-hmm. the dollar bill, of course, is behind it, and, of course, politics mm-hmm. is behind it. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to shock you. I'm going to say 95%. Mm-hmm. Woo! My, my, my. And, uh, wow. Now, okay. For 95%? For both? For both, yes. For, for both? Oh, for okay. both, yes. Mm-hmm. Here is my reasoning why. As long as we keep hearing about cases and new mm-hmm. records being broken, no one mm-hmm. wants to do anything about it. And I 
called the, the, the mayor in Atlanta uh, for saying enough is enough here. But I think what really would drive the needle when you go back and go to back to phase one like that, when you're in mm-hmm. that, correct me if I'm wrong, depending on the what medical profession you are in, the rate of hospitalizations, if that starts to increase with these football players, these college players, not only do they get end up getting the virus, but they start getting hospitalized, or God forbid one of them dies, that's when they're going to shut it down. See, they want to, the NFL and the NCAA and the NBA and Major League, they want to push the envelope to see how far they can get away with this. And see, mm. you would have thought they would have learned you would have thought they would have learned with Rudy Gobert the first time. But now as I everyone's going, Oh, we got this and we can do this and this and this. Hey, look, if you if we learn nothing about how these states reopen incorrect wrongly and now Texas and, and Arizona and Florida and Georgia and some of these other states are now paying the price. See, now the sports want to try to do the same thing, and they want to try to say, well, we're doing this. But when someone turns around, gets hospitalized, and that rate, we start hearing about the, the rate of hospitalization with these players. And, we, and, they, and they're going to do their best for us not to hear it. But if that gets out, and I forbid one of them dies or is on a ventilator, it's going to shut down. I, I mean, everybody, they're going to shut them down. Be well, good luck trying to keep good luck trying to keep anything a secret in this social media climate. So I don't see how that could happen. No. This social media climate, you know, something's going to get uh, somebody's going to say something. I'm all with you with everything you just said. Except I want to just say this: you you do know that for the voluntary workouts that they allowed, that the NCAA gave permission for the schools to have the the mandatory voluntary workouts that they had, there's been a lot of COVID cases that made these school pause. Ohio State mm-hmm. even made their kids sign a waiver. And it's interesting to hear their AD say, well, it's going to be a real challenge just to get Big Ten only football played. Yeah, right. but you made your kids sign a waiver. So you're talking double talk <laughs> to me. But anyway, that's just Will's mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I agree with everything you just said. Um not that ninety five percent, but I definitely agree with you that they're gonna do. Every, they're gonna try. They're gonna exhaust every resource to try to play football, at least in the NFL. I think college. I think because of parents, that might that might have a little problem with. They might have a little problem with that. Lou, what's your percentage of the of professional football and college football being played in the fall? Professional football, I think, is going to get by it. You know, they can take care of themselves. It's the college I'm more worried about. I mean, they're not even letting students back on campus, and if they can't let them back on campus, I don't know if they'll, you know, the the uh, student athletes will, you know, take advantage of that and um, mm-hmm. play in um, full season. But the pros, you know, there's too much money involved, and you know they and they know how to um, work their way around it because I've actually seen some other. Um, stuff being played now. I mean, there's um, this uh, TBT tournament being played, Major League Soccer is being played. So if they can get around it, I think maybe the NFL can find a way to work around it as well. So I'm thinking it's going to be, um, well, this may, uh, I might, you might think I'm crazy for saying this, but I'm only saying 25%. Now you can call me crazy if you want to, but that's the way I'm looking at it. 
Mm, mm, call you crazy. That's your opinion. I don't call you crazy. Watts Brothers? Some people would. <laughs> I hear you. Watts Brothers? I agree. Ain't happening. Zero. Zero. Ain't happening, huh? Here's the thing, and I don't think most okay. people understand it, but once you contract COVID from what I have seen in people, well-built, worked-out people that actually works out on a daily occasion, once you contract that virus, you're not the same person. And I've heard from, you know, based on when I'm watching interviews with people that uh, there's, there's some permanent damage to the body when COVID is uh, contracted. So I, I just cannot that. believe that it will actually happen uh, like that for mm-hmm. them to, to really take that risk for all of these players to go out there. Because you could be healthy all day, but this virus yeah. is not going to discriminate towards anybody. No. It's not discriminating towards anybody. So no. once you get it, it's hard to build that back up because a lot of people still trying to build back up even afterwards because you're not the same. And by it being, mm. you know, and by it being everybody opening up prematurely with no treatment, no cure for this COVID-19 stuff, they're just following behind everybody else. Like, oh, if they're going to do it, okay, we can do it too. And it's just based on the money. Of course, it's a lot of money at stake here. But this is just a premature decision to actually go and do this. And before they even know it, before the season starts, it's shut down. It's shut down. It's over. It's over after that. This is going to be the worst well, that's, ever experience. Well, no, that's why the, the, the two conferences that decide to do uh, uh, conference-only fall sports, including football, they said just in case, for the just in case it happens, they'd be able to, they can control the, the, control the schedule better if it's in conference play than if they had to do out of, in, in a conference play. So well, that's why. Well, here's one thing. What mm-hmm. about um, rival? Um, okay, I don't know if I can call it rivalries or not, but what about when teams playing in the same state, even though they're in the same conference? I mean, surely they can find some some way to work around that. You know, like Florida, Florida mm-hmm. State, um, mm-hmm. Georgia, and Georgia Tech, even though they don't play in the same conference, but it's in the same area. So, I mean, can't they find some exception to that? I mean, you're not you know the trial for you don't have to go by plane or whatnot. I mean, we need those yeah. in-state in rivalries. Come on, man, let's make it fun. You're well, you're well, trying well. to make sense of it. You're trying to make sense of intercollegiate sports. And the NCAA came out today and said, "Well, because somebody said, well, why the, can't the NCAA just say just overrule the conferences and say no? We're going to we're going to try to play the full schedule." And it basically was pointed out the NCAA has no say. It's up to the conference commissioners. Is is their call? Right. And the conference commissioners answer to the athletic directors and the president. So in the Big Ten, for say, Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, they all put their foot down and said, you know what, let's just try to play in conference. And from what the report was, they didn't even tell the other schools, I mean the other conferences, that they were going to do that. And so once that domino fell, the Pac-12 said, well, you know, hey, that's the way it goes. So – no, I don't see Florida and I, I'm I don't see Florida and Florida State playing this year. I don't see Georgia and Georgia Tech playing this year because mm-hmm. even though they're in the same state, Penn State, Pitt, I don't see it. I see I think if you're gonna get football, it'll be based on conference play. 
And I got to give baseball some credit. Baseball is playing a 60-game schedule. Baseball's trying to keep it as regional as possible. They're trying to keep that yeah. travel down as much as they can, the best way they can. And I still say that there are going to be positive tests in Major League Baseball. There will be positive well, well, tests in the NBA bubble. Mean, you know, that's the risk you're going to take. I mean, you know there's going to be positive cases with this opening up, mm-hmm. and, of course, it's so rampant. So, naturally, it's going to happen. I mean, I'm not – I don't think everybody's going to be 100% corona-free. That's not going to happen. You know, but this is, you know, there's a lot of money at stake, and they do, and I believe these players do want to play. So, um, you know, you have it's it's pick your poison. You know, you want to play, you got to take the risk, I would or want you to want pick, to say, no, forget it. Poison indeed. I wouldn't want to pick my poison or... I wouldn't want to pick my poison or take the risk with my son if they were on a college football team or a college basketball team. I wouldn't. It's just not worth it. Sorry. That that would just be my stance, but I guess there are parents that saying, you know what? You know, it's up to that young man. But if it was up to me, I would definitely point out, like uh Quinn said, is it, it it leaves perm it, it leaves damage after, you know, you contract uh COVID nineteen. So I just don't think it's worth it just taking that risk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's why they're protecting themselves, and that's why some are opting not to play 2020 season or whatever that is. They're not playing it because they're thinking about their, their health physically and mentally right. and, and their families because they can easily contract it. So they're protecting themselves. Can't blame them. I, I just don't have a problem with that. All right, guys, the NBA players are in the bubble. They've been – chatting up this bubble thing. Most of the teams are there. Some of the stars are on their way. The uh, NBA is getting ready to kick back up. Um, I, can't, I, can't, I can't tell a tale. I'm really excited about this. I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I just think the teams that have been together for the longest have an advantage. I've been saying that since I heard the return. So, Zach, right. the Miami Heat, your team. Yes, sir. Is getting ready to get back in there. The number four in the Eastern Conference. Will the Miami Heat make the NBA Finals? <laughs> oh, you know I don't see the future, but I, I think we have a great show. They 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 mm-hmm. have all the pieces, and I and I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm not speaking as a fan. Fan, I'm truly believe they have all the pieces, and I think Hero is going to be back healthy. This time off has helped every team, not just Miami Heat, of course. But it really helped. It really helped Miami. So, no, I can't. They have a good shot. I'm gonna give you the politically correct answer. They have a damn good shot at being in the final. Um, they beat Milwaukee before the break, bad in Miami. So, and everybody right. was just so happy and saying Miami is the team that can give Milwaukee the most headache. So that's why I asked the question. Do you think the Miami Heat make the one NBA Finals? One game. We, 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 we That's just one play game. Seven. That's just one game. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying, you know, I, I, I'm a Heat fan. I'm going to always go. I'm, of course, I'm cheering for the Heat. Mm-hmm. That's just one game. Mm-hmm. Let's see. You know, yeah, but, but we, like beat them the, we beat them the second game. game of the year, too. But they beat them the second game of the year, too. And Giannis fouled out. Okay. All right, let's go get the championship then, bro. Let's go ask him <laughs> Don't let me convince you. Don't let me convince you that they, about that. You don't feel that conviction. Uh, Walter, I, of course, I'm, I want I'm that next championship. 
no. You want that championship, you know how I, feel, no. I, I do think they stand a good chance. Don't get me wrong. Okay? I really, right. really do. I, I, I really do. Because you have shooters. Uh-huh. You have a, a, a uh-huh. distributive point guard. Even at BAM playing pretty well. So, if all things equal, they stand a good chance. I think everybody has a good Jimmy, chance. Jimmy That's has, why hey, I actually Jimmy has Yep. I think I think I think every I think the NBA championship is wide open. Although I do think the Lakers are the favorite because they got two of the best five players in the country. I mean, in the world. Well, but I think I think all things being equal, everybody had to shut down. Everybody is going to have to get themselves back acclimated to the game. I think anybody anything can happen uh, uh, during this sprint to the finish. All right, Walter. The Knicks are going to be watching just like you. I'm assuming you're a mm-hmm. Knicks fan, or even if you're a Detroit, even or even if you're a Detroit fan, they're mm-hmm. going to be doing the same thing you're doing, watching. Correct. <laughs> watching. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, you don't have a dog in the fight. Who do you think could uh, possibly take this Corona title? I shouldn't call it that. Who could take this no. 2020 <laughs> title? Well, I, I want LeBron. In the Lakers okay. to win mm-hmm. over Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I I want to see. I, I, mm-hmm. I want to see that, but but I think one of them are not going to make it because the last time we talked, what I'm looking for is, and again, I'm not trying to start a race uh, a, a war here, but I'm looking to see who is going to be the New York Knicks upsetting the Miami Heat series. Who is going to be that that upsets one of them? Because this is wide open. I like your your argument about Miami. They could probably be that New York Knicks. 100. Uh, 99. They could be that. 98. 97. Then I would. 96. 95. 94. 9. I'm counting backwards to keep myself under control because you mentioned the Knicks oh, and the Heat oh, okay, and that, that upset. Right. I mean, but, no, then maybe, but maybe, uh, maybe the Rockets upsetting. The, the Rockets uh, are the Rockets to me are a legit team. They're they're not to me. They're not an underdog. The Rockets but, are uh, a legit team. Now, if you give me but, a but, uh-huh. give me a Portland or the but, New Jersey Nets without. Kyrie and KD, and I'll say, yeah, that's an upset. Them getting in. No reason why I say the Rockets because everyone is basically trying to make this Clipper Laker Western Conference thing, and I think the Rockets may, and then secondly, Denver may have a shot of upsetting that. I I I have no rebuttal to what you said I, I understand that point and I think the Rockets the Nuggets and um, even the Mavericks if, if Porzingis and uh, Dockage are healthy and then they get the power kid back and then they got uh, uh, the young Curry brother who just was just shooting lights mm-hmm. out I mean that backcourt mm-hmm. they can shoot they they can flat out shoot and Dockage just he doesn't move all that fast to me but he gets but to the bucket I, I, I don't yeah, I don't know how that happens, but he, he gets there. So um, the only teams that I can think of that could put, be that New York Knicks type upset over the Miami Heat would be Portland, Say it again. Say New it again, Jersey, <laughs> Portland. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's Brooklyn. Houston. 
Allen Houston traveled, bro. That was a travel. Yes, thank you. Don't get me started. <laughs> it was a travel. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right, Luke. Um, I mean, Lou. I'm sorry. I'm about to call you Luca Dante. <laughs> Lou? That's fine. I don't know what team. I'm not sure what team you work for, but I'm, I'm, I'm root for. I hope it's not the Knicks. You don't root for the Knicks, do you? <laughs> I do, but the Knicks are not even in the in the playoff picture, oh, so God. I have to go. Oh, with the okay. Whatever. Well, no, they're going to the Chicago bubble. They're going to the loser bubble. You, heard about, you guys right. heard about that, well, right? Yeah, yeah I heard about the loser bubble. But no one's going to pay attention yeah, to that. Gonna... But, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. will, because if you're quarantined and stuck in the house, just like how you're watching the TBT tournament, you'll be watching exactly. the loser I am, bubble. I am watching the TBT tournament. <laughs> I watched it. Hey, Joe Johnson balling. I'm watching the tournament. Joe Johnson's like 100 years old, and he's cooking these dudes. But anyway, yep. um, as oh, I'm yeah, watching the game as we record right now, but yeah, Joe, Joe Johnson, ISO, ISO Joe, still got game. Yep, can play against semi, can play against semi professionals at 89 years old. But anyway, Lou, um, <laughs> who do you think has the possibility to um, win this 2020 title? I didn't say it this time. I almost said I caught myself. What do you think will win the 2020 yeah. title? Well, my heart was with the Lakers versus the Bucks, and I'm still sticking with it. I'm still saying the Lakers. Man, you guys are like Twitter. Twitter, Twitter. That's all Twitter wants to see is the Lakers and the Bucks. Everybody's on Lakers and the Bucks. Like, the other teams just got scrubs. I'm saying there are other right. teams besides the Lakers and the Bucks, though. I mean, just saying. Look, hey, they were the Lakers two best the going in, and they're still the two best. I beg to differ with the with the Bucks because they were falling as Giannis was having oh. issues towards. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, they were, they were slipping. And the Lakers, although they did come off that impressive three and zero where they beat Dallas, the Nuggets, and they beat the Clippers, I think those were the three teams they beat. And everybody was jumping up and down. People got to understand the Lakers had a stretch where they were really struggling, and they're missing a very key piece. I know he's not a star, but Avery Bradley is an outstanding perimeter defender, and you cannot ask LeBron to stop perimeter guys. He's not at that level. He's a great help defender. But he's not a one-on-one stopper. And Danny Green isn't answering. J.R. Smith, God bless his soul. I'm so happy he got a chance. But he plays as much defense as Carmelo, Carmelo Anthony, and that's zero. So watch, brothers. Um, the Pacers are right behind my Miami Heat. They're number five. Odalipo has, has decided to opt out um, as he was uh, really just starting to come back from injury before we had to break. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, like your, I like your bigs. I like Sabonis. Um, I like your coach. Um, that's about it. I don't like T.J. Warren because he tried to get into Jimmy's head and start a, a semi-civil war for no reason. And he's not the player that Jimmy Butler is. So I don't like T.J. Warren. Mm-hmm. Just don't put that out there. But anyway. <laughs> Word. Anyway. Word. Word. You're definitely right on that. Okay, so what? what where is the pay, do you think the Pacers – uh, could win this 2020 title when we restart. They're sleeper, they're sleeper, but I, I believe they can at least make it there. I, I, I would love to see them win it, but I think they can make mm-hmm. it. But they may, they may not, but they may not win it. I don't think they can. Okay, there's another team mm. that I think everybody seems to be overlooking that I feel that's pretty positive in doing it is the Boston Celtics. Oh wow! No. Austin, are you serious right now? Yes. No. Are you serious right now? No. I'm dead serious. No. Yes. No. 
Stop. Yeah. That's Stop. It. <laughs> okay. It's not like I, I said you. Brooklyn, man. It's not like I said Brooklyn. No. You said <laughs> you said Boston. Not, look, Boston has no it. I, if you said Philly, I might go with you. But Boston has no inside. You right? I, I like Jason Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Tatum. I give you that. But Kimball Walker, and he is really hungry for this more than anybody. I give you that, but really.
Siakam, and then they got OG uh, Ananobi. They got Powell, they got Kyle, Kyle, Kyle Lowry, and they got Van Fleet. The the solid six guys they can roll in is just unbelievable. Then now Mark Gasol has lost weight, so he's going to be able to give them quality minutes uh, down the stretch. I Back think a lot of people too. are sleeping on the Raptors. I think they are sleeping on the Raptors, and I think Pascal Siakam. But it's going to – see, the NBA, we all know this. The NBA is about matchups, and it's going to yep. come mm-hmm. down to – the matchups. That's why I don't like the matchup yeah. with the Miami. That's why I really don't like the Pacers because I don't like the matchup between the Miami Heat and the Indiana Pacers because right. you guys are too long for the Heat. That the Pacers are too long for the Heat. As great as M, as as Man Adebayo plays, as active as he is, he has problems with Miles Turner and uh, Sabonis because they're so long. You know, they give That's him true. fits. So. Yeah. And we don't have another guy you can say can come in and gobble up boards or do the dirty work to get on the boards. Kelly O'Linick, God bless right. his heart. He tries as hard as he can. But unless yeah. he breaks somebody's arm, he's no value to you. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like he did Kevin Love that year. So, yeah. But that's the, that's the matchup I'm worried about for the Miami Heat. I would love to see Boston in the first round because they're just like us. They're perimeter-oriented. Um, yeah. They're big. Is they got one big, we got one big. But the Pacers, the Sixers, and um, Toronto, I, I don't like the matchup for the Miami Heat. I like, I think the Heat match up real well with the Bucks because all you gotta do is just say, you know what, Giannis, if you can beat us scoring forty points a game and we shut everybody else down, God bless you. You deserve to be to the mm-hmm. final. I agree. That's the way it goes. If you don't have the so defensive tools would, to actually take an opponent down, you're done. Offensively, you can actually score as many points as you want. But at the end of the day, mm-hmm. defensively, if you ain't going to get it done, you're in trouble. Mm-mm. And that's how I look at you out. You ain't. <clears throat> yeah. What, what about the uh, Western Conference? I know we've, we've all said we think that, well, most of you guys have said that the Lakers and the Bucks is possibly building. But I didn't hear no love for the Clippers. Not much love for the Clippers as a team. And no, I think the Clippers no, have the, no, 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 no. The one wow, strong no. That's a strong no. That's a strong no. Why you do not. This, this, is my, this is my problem with the Clippers. Yes, they're good. Okay, mm-hmm. they're good. I respect everything that they have done so far this season. But my problem, my problem with the Clippers is that the combination, of Paul George acquiring. Paul George is not your natural set versus Kawhi Leonard. Paul George's not healthy. Kawhi Leonard isn't either. But at the end of the day, okay. when you when you look at those two, the question is going to be how can they play together despite they finished so far what? 44. I hear hate. Win so far. I, I hear hate. I hear hate. I forgot y'all are Pacer fans, and I forgot he forced his way out of Indiana. Uh, <laughs> I hear hate. That's <laughs> what this is. That is what it is. Look, I have really started I got to feel some disgrace for Paul George. Yeah. Yo, Real strong. That, I got two new passengers on the Team Petty bus. They are on the Team Petty bus with me. <laughs> You know when the news leaked, when Paul George was talking about, oh, mm-hmm. hey, we got an opportunity to win, 
hey, we can, I can bring Anthony Davis in and we can win. And then he'll be like, oh, yo, get me out of here. Uh, they don't want to win, but we're going to win.
Yeah, you know I don't. You know I don't do surprise numbers. You you got to get it to me first so I can lock it in. <laughs> I don't do. I don't do I'll surprise you know numbers. When I, when, I, when I get sold in, and I'll give it, and I'll be dying from the new number. Or I'll give you the new number before I go. Okay, that works for me, Mister Elder right. Walter Strong. Hey, the Elder W Strong the Third. That's three eyes on YouTube video show. Um, you can come on there and you'll find some great tent. Great content that's talking about helping men to recapture the true vision of manhood and also speaking to our sisters to understand what's going on in the heart of the man that they love. That's the Elder W. Strong III YouTube channel. Uh, We just had our recent show called the Saturday Men's Huddle uh, on the underdog mentality, which my special guest was Kenneth Hampton III as we promoted his new book. So check us out on the Elder W. Strong the third YouTube channel. Good show yesterday, by the way. Oh yeah. You ain't see me, did I, you? I ain't seen no feet. Yeah, I know you. I, I, I love I know comments. You I need comments. Well, I, I yeah, you kept saying, saying I want to. No, you kept saying I, I can't see anybody in the chat. <laughs> I can't see any comments. Yeah, you kept okay. I was like, you got to see who's on. I was like, you guys are used, but I didn't. I didn't leave in chat, but it was strong. Yesterday was real strong and it was real good. So um, I would recommend that. That it, it's very uplifting and and for ladies, if you know, for you, if you want, you know, for your man or whatever, y'all can listen to it together. Serious talk. It's good. It's a good deal. And he doesn't sound like a pastor, although he is one, but he doesn't sound like one on there. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> All right, sweetie. Okay. The wise brothers. Listen to these cats, man. I'm trying to tell you, they they, they put out a lot of content, man. Uh, the the interaction between the two of them sometimes is pretty funny for me, and that's only because I know them. But anyway, you guys want to give my straight information? <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Um, social media, of course, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, at DTSC2414 or the Watch Brothers, if you search it. And, of course, we're on YouTube. You can just search that box, Double Take Sports Talk. We just started up some new content. We call it uh, Stadium Talk. Uh, me and Darren just go back into our times um, when we worked at Lucas Oil Stadium in the RCA Dome for, like, the past 12 okay. years or so. So we started that up. We just did our uh, first recording uh, last week, and it's also out on YouTube. So if y'all want to check that out. Check it out. I think it's a fun thing to actually be therapeutic and just talk about our time there, too, behind the scenes with the coach games and all the other stuff that went on during, you know, in between the NFL season of the coach and stuff like that. So check it out. It's cool. It's pretty cool. Very good. I want to personally thank these two cats uh, for giving me their time today. But I want to go back to a time when I first met them back in 2016. They did not know this at the time when they uh, connected with me through uh, Twitter. Uh, I was going through some personal hell in my personal life. And, there, and I was really, like, not sure about what I was going to do as far as the show. The show was kind of down the dumps. I had a good first year, and my second year wasn't quite going as well. But two cats reached out to me. It's like, and they said to me, and this this changed my entire outlook, and I'm not just blowing smoke up there, but this is honest to God truth. It made me want to keep going when they said, we want to be just like you. That just that yep, they yes, don't realize sir. how much that meant to me at that time and what I was going through and the doubt I had. So I want to personally thank y'all, man, because that yeah, message no doubt, man. was what did it for me. 
and I really appreciate it. So anytime y'all need my help, you know what it is. That's you know how I feel about you, cat. So anytime you need my help, just let me know, man. Know how that goes. You already know, man. One love, all family. It, man. We love you. You know that, man. You know that. You know that. We I love know that. You, man. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate it. And hopefully that can spread. Some of this can spread around the world. Some of that love, you know. I want everybody out there to keep that. If you have to keep that social distancing up, if you're an essential worker, be safe. Wear do the proper wear the proper PPE. Go through the proper guidelines. Keep you know wash your hands. Wear the proper gear and things like that. And you guys know, everybody knows how I close the show. If you're a faithful listener to Will's Take on Sports, say a prayer for somebody because prayer changes things. I'll holler. Everybody be safe. Hey, hey, guys, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, man. You too. You too. All right.